Welcome to the Utah Street Bender Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another episode here on the Utah Street Banter Podcast. This is Cody, and uh, we have Elijah over there, our other host. Hey, everybody. Hey, man. So pitchers and catchers, they just reported just a few days ago, and we definitely got some rough news Mm. uh, from that. Um, When Michael Elias uh, was interviewed, he let us know about, uh, gave us some information about some injuries that have come up throughout the winter and this um, this early spring. Um, one of the big ones, man, uh, is Kyle Bradish. Yeah. The man had a UCL sprain, um, and that's the, uh, that's you know, the UCL is the injury that everybody, um, you know, fears uh, the season-ending uh, Tommy John surgery with. Um, yeah, very nerve-wracking about that. Um, definitely don't want to speculate, and... Um, we're just gonna have to hope and pray that um, it heals. Mm-hmm. He's getting some injections in his elbow to try to, you know, um, you know, try to see if it works. Um, and um, sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. It's definitely not a hundred percent on either side. Um, but I will say one thing: I do hope is that if um, they do find that it's not healing, is to try to have. Uh, the surgery as fast as possible because you will he will miss an entire season so I hope they don't let this linger too far out because if we let it linger too far out then he's likely to miss you know all of this year yeah and most of next year um, but if we can get this done as soon as possible hopefully he only misses one full season he's back you know as close to the opening day roster if not you know um, April May of next season Um but definitely that was super hard to hear, especially as um, exciting, excited as we were uh, for this uh, Orioles pitching rotation. Uh, the other injury we had was John Means, and uh, that Michael Elias was saying that he's about a month behind um, and that he will open the season with uh, open the season on the IL. Um, so there's two of our pitchers uh, that we were expecting to have, uh, you know, a good 2024 seasons, um, two of them already uh, not planning on being on the opening day roster. Um, pretty tough to hear that. Um, really makes you nervous. Um, the other injuries, we had two more. Uh, Gunnar Henderson, oblique soreness. Apparently he had something just like this last year. Um, it's not viewed as a serious concern. He's not very concerned about it. Um, it's just, I think uh, it wouldn't have been such a big deal if you weren't hit with the two injuries prior you know, it seemed like the, uh, you know, the, you know, just everything was caving in. Uh, and then you get Gunner of all people. Um, and then the last one um, is Samuel, Samuel Basayo. Um, he's the prospect catcher. He has a stress, stress fracture, stress fracture in the right elbow. Um, so uh, he's going to be hitting and catching bullpens throughout the spring, but it's going to be a little while before he can throw a ball. Um you know, they were talking about, you know, um, two to three months into the season. Um, but, you know, the give and take, definitely, you know, take your time with him. He's not expected to be in the majors uh, this year. So just definitely make sure. Um, I'm sure they're just making sure that he's, um, you know, taken care of and healthy before he actually, you know, starts throwing a ball. But, you know, at least it, he can still hit and he can still catch bullpens. But just talking about Kyle Bradish and John Means, I mean, uh, real – really makes you 
stress a little bit, especially after um, we got Corbin Burns, um, which thank God we got Corbin Burns now. I mean, now that looks like a shoe. You know, can you imagine if we didn't get Corbin Burns and we're sitting here losing, um, you know, Kyle Bradish and John Means, but especially Kyle Bradish, you know, uh, fourth and Cy Young last year. And now you don't know if he's going to pitch at all this year. Um, the one thing that I, I just am hopeful for um, is that maybe they're ahead of it because they said this happened in early January. So they've had about, you know, almost two months to kind of, uh, I guess, no, they've had a month uh, to kind of figure, you know, it out and see what type of healing it is. So I'm guessing in the next few weeks we'll get another update. Um, but still, you still can't really expect him to even be, you know, say it does heal up. Yeah, he's he's probably, um, you know, end of end of April, early June at the earliest. Um, probably June at the earliest to be honest with you. If it if it does heal up, uh, but I'm not a doctor. Um, so don't want to, don't want to speculate too much. Um, and you know, so hopefully maybe, uh, this might push Elias to maybe try to figure something out and maybe another addition somewhere. Um, but obviously if you listen to any type of Orioles news, you'll just hear, you know, that's all the talk right now. Um, it's totally out of our control, obviously, but you know, we'll see. Um, but other than that, I mean, we've had a couple small signings. Um, Diego Castillo, Castillo uh, we claimed him off eight waivers uh, from the Phillies. Um, didn't really play much last year. And then, um, yeah, so, and then we got uh, Peyton Burdick from the Marlins in exchange for cash considerations. Not really, like I said, this is just depth, depth pieces. Um, but other than that, um, one, the one piece of good news, I guess, is, um, we got Ryan O'Hearn signed, um, an agreement to avoid arbitration. Um, so he got, uh, 3.5 million in guarantee, which is, was huge because my man deserved all of that 3.5 million, um, with what he was able to do for the Orioles last season. All right, guys. So we do have a fun podcast uh, today. Um, really want to get to that uh, with uh, Elijah and his um, expertise on uh, his favorite Orioles um, rosters of all time. Um, so let's get to that. Have fun and try to not stress too much because yeah. obviously our stress doesn't really achieve anything. We'll let Michael Elias stress and he can uh, show us how much of a genius he is by, you know, um, finding out any additions uh, that the Orioles may need before the, um, before uh, the season begins. Uh, so this is a pretty fun episode here. So um, yeah, so I've been pretty excited about this. We're basically just going over what we think is our, is our favorite ultimate Orioles uh, like lineup slash roster. Right. So, I mean, um, we kind of made a lineup and we'll, we'll go over our one to nine batting order at the end. Once we kind of go over everybody. Um, but, uh, I'm pretty excited about this. The, the biggest thing I want to make sure people understand is, um, this is a little bit about like the historic aspect, but it's more to me, at least about my favorite like players. So yeah, you could definitely argue uh, any number of spots. Uh, well, there's a few spots I don't think you can argue, but there's. Um, but don't get mad at me if I don't say your favorite player. It's nothing against that player. It's probably because I didn't see them play, right? So, 
um, there's a few guys I'm going to talk about uh, from my side that um, like just didn't make the cut uh, on my favorite team or my ultimate team. Uh, but mainly that's because I didn't I didn't see them play. Yeah. And for me, it's kind of hard to do it based solely off of people I've seen saying that the majority of the years I've been conscious of baseball, we were starting Stevie Wilkerson. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, man. So uh, we're going to start uh, with uh, starting pitchers, right? Um, and I guess well, who who is your all-time top starting pitcher? So I went ahead and I kind of like you got the obvious one that I think you have to have on this list is Jim Palmer. Like right. Orioles icon there, Hall of Fame pitcher. And then I also have Mike Messina. Yeah. Just another yep. great pitcher. Yeah, I have the same two, um, and you know those are my probably my top two uh, pitchers. Um, you know, Oriole pitchers probably of all time. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. Maybe, maybe uh, if we do this podcast next year, we'll have another name to add on, right? Yeah, that's uh, I kind of have written down here like underrated option that wouldn't like obviously i'm not gonna take it now but maybe in the future you could either do a grayson rodriguez or a corbin burns maybe if we get oh, extension signed well, yeah wouldn't that be amazing yeah that would be that'd be pretty awesome but i'd be honest i was trying to think of starting pitchers and then i was like i have to be missing somebody so yeah. i tried to like i tried to i you know i looked up you know starting orioles pitchers and i'm looking i'm like yep just those two so i mean yeah. you got way and chen that you could throw in there yeah, you used to be a huge Wei and Chen fan. Got to sing the drum I, I yeah, I remember uh, when at an Orioles game at they did the auctions there, and uh, your dad actually won the Wei and Chen uh, Orioles signed picture at mm-hmm. that auction at that game. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah I mean, bit it. What would he? I mean, I bet he paid what ten, fifteen grand. For that picture, yeah, yeah at least God, probably yeah, more. Right. Yeah, whatever no. uh, Blake Snell is getting in a contract, that's how much he paid. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. All right, the next one we got is we just do relief pitchers. This is not a closer. This is just relief pitcher. And I'm also going to go uh, for me is I also thought of like, um, like uh, a specific year, you know, where I want that guy on that year. Does that make yeah. sense? So. Uh, that's why I have my starting, well, my starting, my, my number one relief pitcher is Andrew Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, when we traded him and got him from the uh, Boston Red Sox um, for Eduardo Rodriguez, is, I think that's who we got him for. And um, so that that was a huge trade for us. That And uh, Rodriguez was our number one uh, pitching prospect that we gave up for a relief yeah. pitch rental. Okay. And he did exactly what he needed to do. I mean, he did amazing, and um, you know, he, you know, I uh, couldn't ask any, anything else from him. Now, if I want to talk about Oriole, my favorite Oriole relief pitcher, like Oriole, Oriole is has to be Darren Day for me. Yeah. No, I have yet again the same two. It's just, I mean, Andrew Miller that 2014 season was the probably the best reliever in baseball aside from someone we'll probably get to in a few seconds, but uh. And then yeah. Darren O'Day, I mean, very distinguishable delivery and just, I mean, he was shut down for a good, I think, what, probably five years in the bullpen for the Orioles. Oh, oh absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, moving on here, we're going to go to our closers. Um, who do you have for your closers? So for my closers, I think the obvious uh, Zach Britton. Absolutely. I mean, 
best best closer in baseball for a couple of years, led the league in saves. I mean, just absolute dominance. And that that's what you want from the closer position. And then I also have Greg Olson, who's not somebody I got to see throw a lot, but I just know from his stats and looking back, he was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you you got two of the best ones there. Um, and I, I went and, you know, by a year on this one too. So my first one, obviously, was Zach Britton. Um, you know, and I, I actually just listened to a podcast with him on it, and uh, he considers himself an Oriole, which is pretty cool. That's somebody that played for the Yankees. The one consider the Yankee, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, so um, pretty awesome. Um, my other guy I would choose is Felix Bautista. Um, and you just you can't really go wrong um, with him. I mean, it's the past year and a half he had. Um, so Zach or Felix, I'll take either one. Um, for my ultimate Orioles uh, baseball team. Yeah. All right. So moving on, uh, we're going to stick to our, around the uh, diamond here. Uh, my catcher, okay, is um, one of my favorite TV analysts of all time on the good old uh, uh, Orioles broadcast. Yeah. He's probably one of the, f- he's like the Mr. Oriole. Right, I know Cal is like yeah. the Oriole, but I'm looking for somebody to get the rally cry going and you know spell you know the Orioles out, and that's Rick Dempsey, um, huge mm-hmm. Rick Dempsey fan. Um, it's so weird getting a baseball card of him, and you know he's on a different team. I hate that uh, because yeah. I just see him as an Oriole. It's, it hurts my heart when not to see Dempsey's sign on the warehouse right now either, because uh, they made it a sports book. Um, but um, but yeah, so that's my guy. Is that your guy? There's another option there. It is. It is okay. not okay. my guy. That's fine. I, that's fine. Yeah. So I don't know if you're gonna agree with my. I had Dempsey as my okay. second. I don't know if you're gonna agree with mine. So for my catcher, I have Nick Hundley. Oh, no, I'm no. kidding. I don't want Nick Hundley. No, well, I'm like, kidding. Yeah. No, <laughs> I have Adley Rushman. Oh, okay. That's who I put as mine okay. because, like, I Rick Dempsey. I really like him and. Another guy I kind of was Chris Hoyles. Oh, I don't know if that's that, who you were thinking that, as another guy. Um, no, that's not who I thought. But that um, Chris Hoyles is really good, really good power hitter. Yeah. Um, for the O's, um, you know, he was another catcher in my childhood. Um, yeah. And it was really fun. You know, Hoyles was on the Orioles. You know, so it was really easy to remember <laughs> his name when you're playing wiffle ball in the backyard. Yeah. So, but yeah, I um, yeah, I I don't mind that. I don't mind Adley. Not at all. No, I, I'm going Adley just because I'm looking how he is now. And even if we don't extend him, which we don't really want to talk about now, even if he just plays out through Arv, I think he are like just by that he has a chance to take over Dempsey, like undisputedly. Yeah, yeah. I if he just keep like he's already doing so good. I I hope that he stays in an Oriole uniform forever. But and if if he does, especially I I think he has a chance to be a statue if he stays in an Orioles uniform forever. Hey, I, I agree. And, and it's funny because, you know, when I think about like my pick, Rick Dempsey, I think mm-hmm. I think it's uh, Rick Dempsey is more on my team for what he didn't do, like for not for or, like playing. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah. I, I you know, he's Mr. Oriole to me and um, he could just see he, he could just sit on the bottom of my lineup and strike out yeah. and just hype up the crowd every time. Um, I mean, he yeah. didn't he didn't win the World Series MVP in 1983. So obviously um and uh you know obviously he was good um yeah and um 
Yeah, and he holds, you know, obviously he holds the record for most games called as an Oriole. Um, yeah. But I, like you said, Adley might pass that, right? Um, I think yeah. we got to talk about one guy, though, in the catcher position um, that we yeah. just got to show a little respect for. And um, that's our, a four-time All-Star, two-time Gold Glove, mm-hmm. Matt Wieters. Um, I mean, yeah. Matt Wieters, if people don't remember, Matt Wieters was – Adley Rutschman before Adley Rutschman was who he is, right? So, um, you know, it it really made it so we realized how amazing it is to have a good catcher on our team. Um, And, um, yeah, so that was what a stud. He was so big, dude. I remember I sat, like, near the on-deck circle one time, and, uh, you know, Matt Wieters comes up, and he's just a giant. I mean, imagine being an umpire trying to see over him. Um, Looking Mm -hmm. at first base, I want to hear who do you pick – for uh, your all-time Orioles first base. So, for me, for first baseman, I I think I chose probably the most common one that you would say. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, great great hitter, Eddie Murray. Mm, yeah, and that's that's why I, I I thought it was close between him and uh, Boog Powell, just because I mean, Boog's a real Baltimore guy, big big name, and you got Boog's barbecue at the stadium. But I, I think I went with Eddie Murray just had slightly better numbers and just a better producer. Right. Uh, I did not go with Eddie or Boog there at first base. They might come back up throughout my lineup, but uh, we'll get there when it comes. Um, I chose uh, one of my favorite players. Uh, and um, my man got hits upon hits upon hits, and that is Raphael Palmero. All right, he was one of my favorite players growing up. Um, my lineup does not factor in any steroid questions, so <laughs> you can take that and just throw that in the trash. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, so he is my ultimate first baseman, um, and um, yeah, so I would I would take him any day. Loved him, loved big yeah. power lefty. Um, it was pretty cool to see uh, his son play for the Shorebird. Delmarva Shorebirds here for a little while. Um, that was pretty awesome too. Yeah. Um, moving on, we're gonna go to second base. Boy, second base, there's really not a ton. Uh, hey, hey, I came up with uh, three names. Three names, yes. But it's total, yeah, you could pick from. Right. So I'm gonna go with my favorite, uh, one of my favorite Orioles yeah. of all time, and that's Brian Roberts. Um, absolutely love Brian Roberts. He um, was, um, I, 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 I could probably catch flag for saying this, but he he took over the image that Cal had to have for a long time, and that's be a really good player on a really bad team. You know, so yeah. uh, and he did it amazingly. You know, that he gave the fans a reason to come to the ballpark. Um, my, you know, big number, big number one, a little number one over there at second base. Um, and my man stole bases like it was nobody's business. So, um, yeah. he was he's he's my top. I do have a, a second guy. I don't have this very many. Um, and that's one of my favorites as a kid. Uh, and that's Roberto Al- Alomar. Um, yeah. I, I was a huge Alomar fan. Um, and, um, yeah. So what do you got a second? So I also went with Brian Roberts. I thought, I mean, like you said, really good player on years and years of bad teams, but it was close for me because I almost wanted to go with Jonathan scope here. Oh uh, yeah. I like almost that. It. I like that yeah. because I don't know why, obviously that's like my prime getting into baseball years yeah. but that, that 2014 to 2016 17 Jonathan Scope he just he, he's great obviously it's not worked out for him 
after he left the Orioles. But while he was here, he was really, really good. Right. I really liked him. Oh, Jonathan Skip was awesome, man. I, I when I worked at the, I used to work for the Shorebirds organization, and um, he was so kind. I mean, very nice, down to earth. Um, but you could see why he was like. You could see why he wasn't in our minors very long. Um, yeah. Well, that's not true. He was there for he was there for um, at the beginning for a little while because he was so young, uh, because yeah. he got you know drafted right out of high school. Um, but he was so smooth. I mean, um, because a lot of people don't realize that uh, we had a, a, he's a relief pitcher now, but Michael Givens, Michael Givens came up as the Orioles' second baseman. Uh, that's what he was supposed to be, and him and John Scope. Jonathan Scope were supposed to battle that out. Well, Jonathan Scope could hit. Michael Givens had, you know, trouble hitting. Uh, so, uh, but luckily Michael could throw hard. Um, but anyway, and uh, but that's a really good one, Jonathan Scope. What a good Oriole during you know a good time period uh, for the for the yeah. O's. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, and then moving on to shortstop. Um, shortstop. I, I I just don't think there's many. God, I, I really couldn't find one good shortstop. I'm just kidding. No, I'm I mean, <laughs> I, I think uh, I think Richie Martin. Has Richie Martin, man. Yeah. Oh, Richie Martin. <laughs> Jimmy um, Paredes. Jimmy Paredes. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that's a guy that uh, I think you got me on. We do a fun thing where you send me a picture of a guy's <laughs> like uh, you know, of a guy on the Orioles, and um, you tell me who the, who is this, you know? And I yeah. think you got me on that one. Mm-hmm. You know, so Jimmy Paredes. Jimmy Paredes, yeah, that's one that's, oh, uh, you, you, uh, it's nothing against him, but I like to forget that time period of the, that Orioles yeah. baseball. You know what I mean? But that, like I said, nothing against him. It's really that it's that's the hundred losses that I want to forget. <laughs> um, but but okay, shortstop, obviously, Cal. Yeah, Ripken, the, there's no junior. discussion. Yes, no discussion. Yes. I mean, now I, I will say, I will say the. If there's somebody listening to this that is a little older than us, there's another guy that they're going to say. And I just pulled his baseball card and it was, it's legit. It's probably, uh, yeah, I was pretty hyped when I got it. And that's Mark Belanger. Um, yeah. My man, uh, you know, it's one of those things where uh, Cal Ripken, if Cal, if Cal Ripken ever comes uh, through the Orioles system, um, we're gonna be talk. We would be talking about Mark Belanger at shortstop for ye- yeah. you know forever. Yeah. So I have him. I have him down too. Is he's a second? It's you want to say close second, but it's it's really not all that close when you're looking at Kyle and who. I mean, you you could throw him in the discussion of like a top fifteen baseball players of all time. Yeah. Not even Orioles. I agree. And the other name that, even though of Mark Belanger's um greatness and how good he was behind. Other than Kyle Ripken, I just love JJ Hardy so much. Jay, Jay, Jay Hardy, yes. Hardy, man, I just I miss that. Mm. I mean, great I, guy, yeah, great swing, man. JJ Hardy came out. Uh, was did he do the the first pitch when we were there at the playoff game last year? No, he was okay. the, no. Man, oh, so, Adam Jones was ours. Oh, yeah. Adam Jones was. Yeah, you're right. Well, I was at one where he was the f- first pitch, and mm-hmm. I I was so disappointed with our PA announcer. Because she says, and we'd like to, you know, it, you know, JJ Hardy is. I'm like, oh come on, you have to do, you have yeah. to do it. You know what I mean? And she, she didn't. I was like, gosh. But anyway, 
that was uh but yeah. you gotta love jj hardy you know what i mean no, nobody mm-hmm. has looked like they were in more pain running around <laughs> the bases than my man yeah but he was a great ball player great i mean man yeah. what a what an awesome i mean he was also a part of one of the biggest plays in orioles history yeah, what's he, that? He was the last. He he was the last guy to score on the Delman Young double. Oh right, right. Yeah, yeah. image picture of him sliding in probably yeah. was out, but you know, instant replay wasn't a thing back then. Nah, he's safe. I'm, I'm probably going to save. That's all that matters, right? All right, man. Let's uh, move on to third base. Uh, I'm going to let you hit me with that one. What you got? So third base is another one that like th- there is such a great guy that's in second place, sadly, because. I mean, you look at you look at their careers, and it just at least at this point doesn't match up. You have to go with Brooks Robinson. Yep, yep, yeah. You just the the vacuum. I mean, he made best defensive third baseman in baseball history. He, I don't think you can top him at this moment. And I mean, look, I have Manny Machado second, and he's great. I just really don't think you could put him ahead of Brooks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I um, man, I I wish that. I got to see him live, you know what yeah. I mean, like playing in real life. And I, uh, man, you just look, you look at like his plays and he just makes it look so easy, so easy. Mm. Um, and, um, but man, and I mean, the it's what's crazy about it is a lot of times I try to, um, you know, a lot of times you hear about how he was defense first and he was, yeah. right? But, you know, when... Uh, I think he won MVP and yeah. one year. And I mean, my man had like 28 home runs or something like that. And it's it yeah. pretty incredible that, I mean, he could hit it. He could hit too. And uh, there was a, a cool uh, interview I watched with Raleigh Fingers, uh, the A's relief pitcher. And he said, if, there, if the Orioles ever needed a hit, for some reason, Brooks Robinson walked up to the plate every time. And for some <laughs> reason, he got the hit every time. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things. If you, I don't know, you know, you know, you how you watch the Orioles play a team and it just seems like the best hitter always comes up at the worst time for us. Yeah. You know, and that's how they kind of talk about him, you know. So yeah. it's, uh, you don't always need power. My second guy also was Manny Machado. Um, yeah. I think some Orioles fans, especially probably some Orioles fans that listen to us, uh, might still be a little, um, have their feelings hurt about that whole situation um but yeah. but i mean you, that's you gotta, not machado's fault well uh yeah i mean i mean it's it's yeah I, we didn't even offer him a contract so um, exactly so but he was man he was the the plays he could make in foul ground on the left side of yeah. third base is just amazing i mean and um right from the beginning too i mean yeah you know that was pretty incredible uh we're gonna go to left field Okay, so I'll start here, and I actually I have a lot to say about left field. Oh gosh! So I'll just give you my option, and then I'll talk about that a little bit later because it's not even about who I pick. It's just something I noted when looking into this. But my pick's Brady Anderson. Okay. And I just, I mean, I don't think you see too many people that can hit as many home runs as him, but also steal as much bases. I mean, I guess you have Ronald Acuna now, but I mean, for his time, he he was really impressive. Yeah, yeah, Brady Anderson was amazing. Um, I, I have Brady Anderson, but I have him in center field, right? Okay. And um, yeah. growing up, I mean, um, he was always a mainstay on your your team. Um, I, I remember I would turn on, uh, it was, back then it was Comcast Sportsnet, and mm-hmm. uh, 
you could always count on Brady and Kyle and um, Brady was going to, you know, hit a, hit a bomb. You know, if he didn't hit a bomb, he's going to hit a single and steal second. Um, yeah. Really, that was that was a pretty awesome, pretty awesome yeah. guy to have out there. Um, and my uh, left fielder, though, so obviously, so our lineups are, are are made. So I had to be creative on where I put certain people. So mm-hmm. you don't you don't think this guy's a left fielder, but I think he's athletic enough to play left field. Uh, okay. Yeah, I bet I think you might have this guy at a different position. Okay. But my left fielder is Nick Markakis. Okay. Okay. And that's yeah. who that's who I have in left. And I have him um um because I don't trust my other do I, I don't want Brady in left for me personally. Mm-hmm. Can he probably play? Absolutely. It's just yeah. as a vent as a Orioles fan that wants to see his, you know, favorite kid players, um, I just always picture Brady in center. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, either that or, I mean, there's a guy named Mike Devereaux that played there a lot when I was a kid, but I, I'm going Brady all day. Um, anyway, and in center. But, um, but, um, but Nick Marquez is my left field. Yeah, that, that makes, I mean, I understand. Nick Marquez, sadly, didn't make my list, but oh, it was a hard miss. All right, Orioles fans. I mean, well, uh, we're looking for another co-host uh, starting next week. No, he kidding. doesn't make my list because, I mean, I think you took the positions more fluidly as I kind of did it. It's like where they spend most of their time. Yeah. Well, Br- Brady's the only one. He kind of spent like half and half between left and center. But, I mean, who I have at center, I can't change. But what I do have to say about left field is I have two players right here. Okay. BJ Serhoff, oh. who I know you like him, mm-hmm. and Austin Hayes. Oh, okay. So, okay. I... I compared these two players, and actually, through their first three seasons of starting, BJ Serhoff was only slightly better than Austin Hayes. Mm-hmm. He played in a couple. He played in forty more games, and he had barely any bigger stats. He had a lot more RBIs, ten more home runs. Uh, the hits were the biggest difference, but I think it's mainly Hayes didn't play quite as much, which it just surprised me when I think of like someone like BJ Serhoff. I think of someone much more impressive than uh, Austin Hayes. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think it just goes to show, though, that like we kind of take for granted some of these players. I think I think Austin Hayes ne- needs to get more attention. And that's... Yeah. Uh, so, uh, as somebody that his... One of my favorite players was BJ Serhoff. But um, I... Uh, I will give you that observation. That's very good. Um, one thing I will say is um, Austin Hayes is a much better outfield defender than BJ Serhoff was. Yeah. Um, and I am, like I said, this is coming from a guy that has a BJ Serhoff jersey, right? I He was my guy, you know? Um, and But I will say Austin Hayes can't play catcher. If people don't know, BJ Serhoff got drafted by the Milwaukee Brewers to be a catcher. Uh, first yeah. round and um but anyway um you know you i used to see him everywhere like um yeah he, you know he'd be in the outfield he'd be um but i i that, that's really cool to hear the stats about between him and um austin hayes that's cool um so who who do you have in center i mean who who do you think i, have I think he, adam jones. i think you have adam jones i have to go adam jones yeah. obviously adam jones yeah that for me it wasn't a discussion <laughs> like looking into it yeah maybe other people deserved it like i have a couple other people that i don't want to steal your pick but um so i won't mention them yet but i just i i don't think for me adam jones will be probably my favorite player of all time he's he's that right now 
and no one is as funny and has as great a personality and as great as a guy and can be just as locked down defensively and hit 30 plus home runs this season like Adam Jones to me. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, mine mine was Brady. Mine was Brady Anderson though. So, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, so, you already so, said that. Yeah. No, so you're good. So, um, yeah, I think this is where the sentimental value comes in, because when I yeah. think of my o- Orioles teams, right? Um, Brady was my center fielder. When you yeah. think of yours, it's Adam Jones is your center fielder. Yeah. Right. Like if you tell me in my head to picture just a generic Oriole, Adam Jones is who I think. Yeah. Of. Yeah. I, I hear you. Yeah. I, I mean, and mine's Cal because I yeah. I saw him play. You know, you, you see him play every day. Yeah. So like that's that's kind of I I can't knock you for that at all. Um. Uh, I next to my center fielder, I have Adam Jones as my second guy. Mm-hmm. Um. And um. Yeah, I I I think that if we put a poll out, I think Adam beats Brady, and pe- yeah. what people think that I would lose this battle, um, and um, but yeah, that's that's really good. That's really good. Did yeah. you have anybody else in center now? Not really. He was your guy. Yeah, uh, the one thing I I saw two of you, but the main one I will say is Al Bumbry. Yeah, Al Bumbry, yeah. who's obviously neither of us saw play. Yeah. But um, I mean, I I met him once at an Orioles fan fest. He's, he seems pretty cool, and I mean, he had a really good career. Yeah, I will give that surprisingly good career. Yeah, I mean, that's a guy that uh, you know, like I said, I uh, some of our some of our people that have been watching baseball for a little bit longer, you know, than us, um, have seen uh, Al Bromley, and then Mike Devereaux would be the other guy. Um, yeah, um, and those would be your two. Mike Devereaux is the '90s, you know, and um, yeah. just kind of seeing. Seeing that actually, um, a cool little stat is Mike Devereaux was the starting center fielder in the first game ever played at Camden Yards. So, yeah. yep, hit the, hit you with that one. Hit you with that one, right? <laughs> All right, yeah. You know, it, FYI for everybody else, Cody does know stats, right? I, I, I keep having everybody yeah. tell me yeah. how luckily we have Elijah on here to to get like <laughs> stats. So uh, I got to step my game up, apparently. And apparently, uh, and, uh, yeah. The, the thing you will never have me on is random trivia. Absolutely. Though. I know. I'm just. I'll pull random trivia out of every yeah, for every single player. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I think your your biggest thing on uh, stuff like that is if you just say it a certain way, people just believe it. Like the, Elijah yeah. just says yeah. stuff, you know, and you know people just uh, people are like, oh What's, okay. <laughs> I just retain random information from. Uh, I'll just be listening. Jim Paul will say something. I'll be like, "Oh, interesting," and then I'll stick in my head for the next fifteen <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, right, right. That's good. Uh, moving on to right field, um, I have Frank Robinson. Um, that's who I have. Too. And I don't think uh, I think that's everybody. Yeah. I think Frank Robinson is. You know, if he has a bronze statue, if they have a bronze statue out, you know, <laughs> on the you kind of uh, you know, uh, yeah. beyond center field. I think that's who you're picking. Um, obviously, neither of us saw Frank uh, play, but I think uh, what's cool about Frank Robinson is if you get to look at his swing in real life, like get to look at his swing in a video, yeah, uh, his real life swing, um, it can play right now. Like you, you, you ever watch oh, yeah. like older guys uh, play baseball, especially 70s and 80s? Well, not 80s so much, but especially 70s. As you look at some of those swings, mm-hmm. you're like, they couldn't catch up to a 100 mile an hour fastball. No. Uh, I don't think Frank would have a problem. I mean, you, you look at that swing. Yeah. His hands are so fast. Um, pretty incredible. Um, and uh, do you have anybody else over in right for you or now? 
No? No. I mean, like a name I have down is Ken Singleton, but it's yeah. still like, it, it, right? Like when you see like a name like Trey Travis, it's not really a debate. Yeah. So here's, I, I have a guy that nobody will agree with me on because uh, he was my favorite. Uh, he was my second favorite baseball player as a kid. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give a little background real quick. Um, um, growing up in the 90s, okay, uh, nothing was better than watching every single well, not every single. Watching a lot of guys hit the ball really far, and it's probably yeah. <laughs> because they had a little bit of a help, you know, uh, steroid-wise. But as a kid, I didn't care about that. You know, um, the dignity of the mm-hmm. game you can, but as a kid, I, I didn't care. Um, and my favorite player gets traded to my favorite team, and that oh, was Sammy Sosa. Yeah, he did. I was so waiting to figure bad. out where you go with this. He did. He. Well, the problem is we got him at a rough time uh, because he wasn't yeah. allowed to use steroids anymore. If we could have <laughs> got him when he was allowed to use them, it, everything would have been great. Um, yeah. But man, I remember as a kid, I think I was like maybe 10, 12, and well, we got tickets and sat in right field. My parents like got me tickets to sit there so I could see my favorite player, and he didn't even play that game. Like, you know, on Sundays, you go to a Sunday game, and sometimes yeah. that's probably what happened. I was so bummed, man. But yeah, yeah number, tw- no, I mean- number 21 in orange and black, man, that was fun to see. But in all seriousness, he doesn't even touch the cloak of Frank no. Robinson. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty That's pretty much um, – we I, we do have a utility. Do you have a utility? I think there are plenty of options you could go with here. I'm going to go sentimental here. I'm going Trey Mancini. Trey Mancini. He can play out in first base. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, my my utility is BJ Serhoff. He was my yeah. utility the whole time. Uh, BJ could play left. He could play right. He could play third. He could play second. He could play first. He could play catcher. Uh, so yeah. I'm um, putting big number 17, BJ Serhoff, out on the field. DH. Okay. All right. So who who's your DH? Nelson Cruz. Oh, that's good. I oh, – Look, he was with us for one year, but it was a really, really good one year. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine getting somebody for $8 million now that did what he did? Yeah. 40-plus um, home runs. Like, yeah, absolutely. And that he was the opposite of my Sammy Sosa guy. You know, yeah. my Sammy Sosa. Because, um, you know, so Nelson Cruz, the reason why we got him so cheap that year was he just got off steroid suspension. Or, okay, I don't know if it was steroids. I know it was performance-enhancing yeah. um, suspension. So, um, so nobody wanted him because they were afraid of the backlash and the O's were like, well, we have nothing to lose here. So, uh, we took him and, um, he led MLB and home runs that year. Yeah. What a stud. A great right? gamble. It was. Yeah, it was. And then my man got paid, um, yeah. by, I think it was the Seattle Mariners, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and all right. So my DH is Eddie Murray. So Eddie that's Murray, why yeah. I sat him. I let him just, yeah. uh. Go sit on the bench when you get up, hit home runs, and go sit back down and get up, mm-hmm. and hit home runs again. So that's my DH. Um, I I don't think there's much argument in either one of those. No. Um, um, you know, if we're just looking at one year wonders, um, I like you got Nelson. I mean, we got uh, Mark yeah. Trumbo. Mark Trumbo, mm-hmm. what a year he had. Um, yeah, and then two, two uh, or three years. Yeah, and then I mean, nobody's gonna like this name, right? Because it still hurts our heart because we're still paying him. Is a uh, Chris Davis. If yeah. people remember uh, what we had like four or five years where we led MLB in home runs it, it consecutively. And, yeah. uh, it you know, it, yeah, Chris, Trumbo, Cruz, um, you know, we're just you know, you know, doing, doing what they were doing. And then sadly, mm-hmm. of course, Chris uh, kind of, you know, started to struggle there and couldn't get out yeah. of it. But, um, 
But yeah, so let's look at our uh, lineups that I keep trying to jump the gun on tonight. Um, and um, I'm going to go through my one to nine. Okay. And then you can tell me how awful you hate it or if you, it sounds okay. All mm-hmm. right. All right. So leading off uh, Cody's um, Ultimates Orioles uh, team is leading off starting second base is Brian Roberts. Uh, my number two batter is an, a guy that is my favorite player of all time and uh, is somebody that I wanted to make sure that I got to the stadium early to see, and that is Cal Ripken Jr. Uh, batting three is my DH, Eddie Murray. Okay. Uh, my first baseman is Rafael Palmero. My center field is Brady Anderson. Right field, batting six, is Frank Ramison. My number seven is Nick Marcakis, left field. Um, number eight is Brooks Robinson, my third baseman. And number nine is Rick Dempsey, my catcher. Does that sound okay to you? Yeah, it doesn't sound bad. We actually, we start off pretty similar. Okay. All right. What you got? Uh, I have Brian Roberts leading off playing second base. Okay. Then batting second, Cal Ripken, for all the reasons okay. you said. Great. Then batting third, I have Eddie Murray. Nice. And then, and then everything changes. So I have batting fourth, a nice cleanup, uh, Frank Robinson. Okay. Yeah, and then can't I argue that. Nelson Cruz batting fifth for just the power. Then okay. I go Brooks Robinson after that. Then seventh, Adam Jones playing center field. Eighth, Adley Rushman playing uh, catcher. And then this one I have a reason for is I put Brady Anderson at the nine. I like I like the speed at the nine hole, kind of being like that second leadoff hitter. Right. I really like him getting on base for the top one. Uh, I respect that. Yeah, I don't I have no issues with that at all. Um, pretty uh, awesome lineup. That it definitely like. Um, Definitely would be cool to like if you could play a, if a video game would have all them guys in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like kind of see that. Um, yeah, I will be the show. Get on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get on them about that because like uh, I guess it's just so many different players because like it, it, all the NBA games NBA I can pretty does much that. go to yeah. go to each year, but it's only you know I guess they only have like what seven to you know ten people they have to put in there. Whereas yeah, I guess you know, that's the, true. The, you know I get yeah. you know so I, get I mean it. even if you just did starting lineups for. Not even just do all the teams, just do like every team that won a World Series. Right. Go play yeah. as the 83 Orioles. That'd be pretty right. cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, oh yeah, that's a good, that's not a bad idea. But anyway, um, yeah, so that was fun. I mean, I, I, I'm a little surprised uh, in some of our differences, which I'm pretty excited yeah. about. Um, but definitely, if you if you like our um, our lineups or you think we missed anybody, definitely let us know, especially on social media when we put this podcast out. Um, and if you would make sure you give us a five-star review if you like our podcast if you think you're going to give us a one-star review we ask that maybe you just uh, go listen to another Orioles podcast and maybe give them a one-star review no I'm just kidding yeah. don't, do don't do that but definitely want to thank everybody for joining us on this episode of the Utah Street Banter uh, and we definitely hope we see you next time um, and we're out see you guys see ya